Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. a church visit. Little did I know that my life will change completely. Being born again has opened a lot of doors for me. At first, it was hard, challenging, and tricky, but with faith, I managed to pull through. I managed to pull through. My testimony today is about Bishop's prayer and preaching. I received my miracle from his prayers a couple of weeks ago. I raised my phone up to receive a miracle of good news. Weeks went by without any good news, but I prayed every day for my miracle. On Friday, the 3rd of November, around 3.30 noon, I received a call from Lady Smith Municipality notifying me that I have been shortlisted for a bursary that I know I applied for, which which I didn't qualify for. And it will cover everything. Sorry. I have been shortlisted for a bursary I have applied for, which which will cover everything from registration to fees to accommodation. And I know that I don't qualify for this bursary since my father works for the government. So I really want to thank God for my miracle. She raised up her phone the last time Bishop was praying. When Bishop said, raise up your phones. So when she did that, she received her miracle. I just want to encourage somebody that always believe in the prayers that are prayed in church. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's continue clapping our hands as we welcome Sister Lou to come and share her testimony. Amen. Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. Hallelujah. um, Every time I come up to give a testimony, it's something big. So um, I joined Uleman as a full-time worker in 2014 July. And since then, I've been in a department where there was no growth and I was not happy. And uh, I continued praying about it. There were lots of discouragements coming from the people I reported to. I don't know why, but I guess it's the devil that was using them to bring me down. But he made, God made a way and he opened a door or a window or whatever small thing that he opened. I managed to escape from that department this year, February, to go solve a problem in one of the departments in Kames Drift. So when I got there, I was in a different department, but the job that I got now, it's in another department. So what happened is one of my colleagues fell ill and she had to go for a big operation. So I had to now put on her big shoes. In one day, I had to learn a new process. The following day, we were starting up the plant with trials. So after that, two weeks later, the manager of the area said, I'm giving you a permanent position that has been open since last year, November. So... And I mean, the way she came, I was, she was looking for a certain paper with a certain, with certain information. And then after that, she just said, oh yeah, and by the way, I'm giving you a job, no interview. And then we walked into our office. She said, come and help me type a motivation to the CEO. So I basically wrote my motivation to the CEO. And uh, after that, I went to school 
and I hear that the contract is finalized. When I came back, I got the contract, and they thought I was just going to sign away. And I said, no, let's talk about it. They say, ah, Charlie, I mean, look at it, benefits. I say, no, you, you don't just draw up contracts and I put a signature. So I would like to thank God that he opened a very small window for me to escape. So now there's so much growth. My name is out there. I've been hidden for two, three years, but now I'm out there shining bright in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our last testimony, continue clapping. Our last testimony is from Sister Precious. Sister Precious, can you come up and share your testimony? Amen. Amen. My name is Precious. I'm from this branch. My testimony for today. I used to cry. No cry, like um, almost every day. But ever since I come to church and I know God, I feel like I've got a family. I don't cry. I'm happy every day. I want to thank God for that because I used to cry. I can't even imagine how I used to cry, and I don't know why I used to cry because happiness is so nice. I want to thank God for that. I'm so happy. Amen. <laughs> Let's welcome Sister Madeline as she comes to minister to God in song. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen.
together for Madeline, please. It's too powerful. It's too powerful. Wow. Too, too nice. Happiness is nice, oh? Yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbor happiness is nice. I don't know why I was crying. From today, may you not cry. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I came to declare to you today that it is your morning. It's time to be excited. Wow. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Let's just glorify God and thank him for this wonderful opportunity in his presence. This wonderful chance to hear from him. To be directed by his word. To be instructed by him. Thank him wherever you are. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We declare that you are great. Everyone will see that you are great. That you are great. Lift your hands to a great God, to a great God, to a great God. Everyone will see how great He is. Majesty, clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. Let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in life. Boys. 
Let's sing it one more time. The splendor of a king. Everybody sing it. Clothed in majesty. Clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice. for him. He's a great God. He's a good God. He's a mighty God. Let us pray. Father, thank you that such a great God as you are, you still give us the opportunity to come before you. Like David said, who is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that you visit. We thank you for such a great privilege to call you our God, to be able to come before you. Today as we have come before you, let us obtain grace. Let us obtain mercy. Let your word come to improve our lives. Let it come to direct us. Let it come to deliver us. Let it come to set us free, Lord. In the name of Jesus, as your word comes, Lord, let miracles be released. Let signs and wonders take place, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Confirm your way with miracles, with signs, and with wonders. To you be all glory, all praise, forevermore. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated on top of your enemies. You will ride your enemy like a horse. I said you will ride your enemy like a horse. You know? Any enemy you get from today, even your past enemies, they will be your door into your breakthrough. They will lead you into your blessing. Bible says, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You need to have enemies to fulfill this scripture. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let somebody say amen. All right. For...
the next few minutes that I have, I want to share with you the word of God. I bring you greetings from Bishop Larry. He sends his love to all of you. Psalm 68 is the piece of scripture I want to read from. Psalm 68. Psalm 68 verse 19 and 20. Let's all read it. Let everybody read it. If you don't have a Bible, you can look on the screen. If you have a Bible, you can look in your Bible. But read with me. Blessed be the Lord. Let's go. Twenty. Okay, it's obvious that those of you this way cannot read. So read alone from verse 19. Those of you here, you are not reading. Please give it to them, 19. Blessed be the Lord. I can only hear Claude. I can't hear the rest of you. Mishak, what's happening? Let's try. DJ, read out loud. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Amen. So here, the Bible is giving us a description of who God is. And David is saying, blessed be the Lord. And he's saying why he's blessing the Lord. And he says that the reason why I'm blessing the Lord is because every day he's loading us with benefits. Not once a year. Not only some of you get good things only during your birthdays. Some of you during Valentine's Day. When we were young, we used to eat chicken only on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think you are stressed, ask me. When we were young, we used to eat spa. Did you know that? Oh, that's why I have hair and you don't have hair. Anyway, we used to, let me see the time so that I can start. Okay, 40 minutes sharp and we are done. Good. As I was saying, when we were young, Claude, we used to only eat chicken on Christmas Day. And then you drink um, Fanta. Fanta, not co- even Coca-Cola. I mean, you get Coca-Cola. Fanta on your birthday. On your birthday, you'll be giving one Fanta. In a bottle. Two and an egg. These two things you'll get. One Fanta and an egg. That's your birthday present. If you don't believe, ask Joe. Yeah, ask Joe after church. So we used to get this benefit once a year. Christmas, you drink Coca-Cola and chicken. Then on your birthday, you get Fanta and an egg. And why are you complaining? The whole, you get the egg. The whole chicken is inside the egg. Yeah. But now as we have grown older by the grace of God, I can eat an egg anytime if I want to eat an egg before I finish preaching. No, I don't mean lunch. I mean before I finish preaching. I can get an egg. I have enough church members to organize an egg for me. How many eggs do you want to eat? 
So it says, as we are with God, every day he's loading us with benefits, with good things. Bible says the Lord God, he's a sun and a shield. He will give grace and he will give glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. As we walk with God, God will not withhold any good thing from us. Yeah, we had a song we used to sing. He keeps on doing great things. Hallelujah. He keeps on. Something like that. God is always doing good things. Happiness. You can be happy, my darling. You can be happy. Don't cry yourself to death. You can be happy. Hallelujah. Now, many of us have been in relationships that we don't benefit anything from. There are, there, are, there are different types of... You can have a relationship which is a parasitic relationship. Einstein. A parasitic relationship. Where the person you are relating with is a parasite. Always getting things from you. And giving you nothing. Hallelujah. The person is on you like a leech. Just draining your blood. And some ladies are in relationships like that. You are cooking, washing, cleaning, bathing, bringing food from far away. Look, sisters, just look straight with a smile on your face. Nobody will know that it's you. And if it's not you also, it's not a problem. You bring your food in a basket from far away. The guy is not talking about marrying you. It's not even crossing his mind. He'll be eating the food and insulting you. There is no salt. Isn't it difficult to put salt in a food? If you are eating and there's no salt, put some salt in. Don't you have two hands? I, I, I heard a husband quarreling with the wife that there's no salt in the food. I said, call me that husband quickly. Doesn't he know how to put salt in the food. And by the way, the less salt you eat, the lower your chances of getting hypertension. So, why, why, the, even the lady is helping you. You should give an offering. No, but some sisters are in relationships like you don't benefit it. Sometimes you are even spending your money on the guy. All your money on the guy. And you are getting nothing. Oh, pastor, if I don't do that, he won't marry me. Do you want to marry a man that you will take care of or a man that will take care of you? Are you marrying a baby or a man? Some men are also in relationships that they don't benefit anything from. The lady is just chowing your money all through. Parasitic relationship. Today she wants airtime. Tomorrow she wants groceries. Tomorrow next she wants a watch. Tomorrow next Indian hair, Peruvian hair, Moroccan hair, Congolese hair. Hey! One relationship. Look, brothers, next time the girl says, Take off your jacket, you say what? Man's not hot. Yeah? Yeah, you tell look, you know what? Man's not hot. Because when you take off your jacket, 
the thing will go straight. Pa, 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 pa. Yeah. I don't know why they are shouting. Do you know why they are shouting? I don't know. I said, when she says, take off your jacket, what do you say? Man's not hot. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you take off your jacket, the thing will go scrap. Pa, 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 pa. Kucha kuku dun dun. What a shock. Sit down. Why, why are they shouting? I don't know why they are shouting. Uh, it's good to be happy. Happiness is nice. Okay. Ralph, you are now taking off your jacket. Scrap! <laughs> but with God, the relationship is always a blessing. He's always... There's another relationship we call a symbiotic relationship. Where I benefit something and you also benefit something. And you should always want to be in a type of relationship like that. Where you benefit something. As a child, you benefit from your parents. Your parents also benefit from you. Yeah. I mean, my children came from school just this week when they came home. I just told one, since you have come from school, take this thing for me. And Reverend Eric was laughing. He couldn't contain himself. I said, yeah, I pay school fees, so I should be able to send this one also. Yeah. If you were in school, I'll take it myself. But as you have come from school, get to the job. Get to the job. Hallelujah. And when we walk with God, David is telling us that every day we get a benefit. Every day we get a benefit. So in Psalm 103, he begins to explain or make examples of the many benefits we get from God. Number one, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Sometimes, when we are overwhelmed by certain situations, we forget the benefits that we get from God. Your marriage is even proper because you are in church. Or because you are working with God. Now, ladies, let me just say this, this is just by the way. You don't keep a man by how good you look. No, no, no. You must look good. But just know that the beautiful ones are not yet born. And God is getting better. Did I tell you a story of God is getting better? No. One day, there was this little child and the grandfather. And he was sitting on the, she was sitting on the lap of the grandfather. So she, she said to her, she looked at the grandfather for a while and said, Opa, did God make you? And he said, yes. So she didn't say anything. After a while, she said, did God make me? Then Opa said, yes. She was quiet. Then suddenly she turned to the grandfather and said, God is getting better. When I look at how wrinkled you are and how nice I am, God is getting better. 
So since God is getting better and is making newer version of ladies, it doesn't take your extension. You have put a long extension almost at your, 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 your waist level. Look, even the, look, when somebody doesn't like you or somebody's attention is going away from you, even your long hair will be a nuisance. When you have short hair, you tell you, I like long hair. When you make long hair, you say, I hate artificial hair. I mean, I met a lady, she was wearing a nice wig. And every lady, you must have a wig for emergency reasons. Yeah, no, see. No! Don't let anybody deceive you. You must have at least one. One. And invest in it. Sisters, Amen. Invest in, listen, listen, don't shout. Invest in it. Don't buy 10 that they are not perfect. Invest in one. If you can get somebody who even makes it, get somebody to make one that you make waves. Stand up, stand up in English. This lady, she makes wigs. Okay. So after church, ladies. If this message blesses you, see her. Yeah, and let her make sit down. Let her make one that fits and suits you perfectly. For emergency reasons. Do you see? So, the day you are there, suddenly you hear a knock on the door. You just brush all the hair back because you take it. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eye. I can see it in your eye. That's all. I'm the one you call to say. That's all. Before you come out like a boy, never. You reduce your market value. But like I was saying, it takes God. God to put the fear of God himself in a man to keep a man. That's it. So if I wear a short skirt with a slit up to this 92 degrees south, then the brother will be at bay. Look, look. You can even come in bikinis. John the Baptist, he had his church in a swimming pool. I'm sure they were going to church in bikinis. Nobody was getting married. It won't change anything. God has to keep the person. As you are in church, even having a sane mind and your mind working, somebody was just telling, I was crying. I didn't even know why I was crying. You could have been crying. But because you are in church. So David said, don't forget the benefits that you derive from being in God. Then he begins to list them. He said, who forgiveth all thy iniquities? One of the most important benefits we get from God is forgiveness of sin. That our sins are forgiven. Psalm 32, the Bible says, blessed is he whose sins are forgiven. For your, any relationship to work, there's the need for forgiveness of sin. There's the need for forgiveness of sin. As I'm your pastor, if you don't learn to forgive me, our relationship won't last long. I'm surprised you are surprised. Hey, but will a pastor offend me? Let me tell you in advance, I'm going to offend you. No, I'm telling you in advance. 
Jesus said that offenses will come. That's what offenses. It needs be that offenses come. Jesus said it's necessary that offenses come. So by all means, one day, I will preach something. As I'm even talking about the wig, maybe your wig doesn't suit you. You can easily be there thinking, oh, it's because he was going in this direction. Then when he turned around and he saw my face, then he talked about the wig. I know. Or maybe if yes, I'm talking, you sell wigs in the church. And I've introduced somebody who does wigs. And I've not introduced you. Say, why didn't he introduce me? Please, if you sell wig in the church, give me a wig so that we don't have, it's too early to be offended. Let me finish preach. Okay, this girl also sells wigs. That's all. So for, for us to have a relationship that will last long, I will need to forgive you and you will need to forgive me. Oh, but me, I'm an angel. I don't offend anybody. Oh, sometimes even the look on your face whilst I'm preaching, it's very offensive. I was preaching somewhere recently. As I was preaching, the pastor was typing, was, what was he doing? He was I don't know whether he was WhatsApping, he was texting, and I was standing right in front of him. I'm preaching for you, and I'm standing right in front. I felt like going to put the microphone down and also sending a WhatsApp message because I have people to chat with. I said I felt like going to put the microphone down, take out my phone, and also because I have data, and also be typing. When he's finished. Then we'll continue the preaching. But I didn't say. Even at the time that he was doing that, I was saying something good about him. I just look at him quietly. I just continue my life. So forgive. Look, we are all sinners. That's why David even starts from there. That the beginning of our relationship with God is forgiveness of sin. So it's one of the benefits we get from God. He forgives. He says, he heals all. If you are here, you have sinned any sin, you think you cannot be forgiven. I came to tell you that God has forgiven you. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. That's God for you. There's no sin you can sin that God cannot forgive you. What is the greatest sin you know? As far as God is concerned, all sins are on the same level. He doesn't even, he just refers to them as sin. It's a murder. You have murdered somebody, as the Nigerians who say, he murdered him. You murdered somebody, God has forgiven you. You stole, God has forgiven you. No sin, no sin that God cannot forgive. He says, who healed all thy diseases. It's because of God, that's why when we get sick, we get healed. It's not even because you went to the hospital. Don't you realize that people die at the hospital? More people die at the hospital than they die at home. No, if you like, go and check the statistics. More people go to the hospital and go. It doesn't mean you shouldn't go to the hospital. Let's be serious. Yeah. He heals all our diseases. Different kinds of diseases. God heals them. Many years ago, I came to South Africa to do a therapy. When I was coming to South Africa, they said one of the side effects of the, of the therapy is that you cannot have a child. It's impotence or whatever potence. Now, so my doctor told me, I'm giving you three months to impregnate your wife. I said, oh, don't worry. Three months is a long time. 
I will, I will impregnate her even twice. I tried and tried and tried and tried. Zero. Every day I go and check. Nothing. Then finally, it was time to do the therapy. So my doctor was even scared for me. So he brought out a document. He said, sign this document to say that you have agreed to the terms. I said, not a problem. So I went to see Bishop. When I went to see Bishop, I told him, this is what the doctor is saying. He put his right hand on my shoulder. He said, don't mind them. Children come from God. That's all. He, he told me, as a doctor himself, he put his hand on my shoulder. He said, don't mind them. Sign the form. Children come from God. So they brought the form. I just, from that day, I just collected. I just signed. And, gave it to him. and I came to do the therapy. As soon as I finished the therapy, Eight months later, my wife arrived. Nine months later, I had a child. Do the math. <laughs> I said, do the math. Eight months. So I was without my wife for eight months after the therapy. Then my wife arrived. Nine months later, Kobe was born. Eighteen months later, Kafui was born. I told my wife, if we don't do something quickly, quickly, something can happen that we are not, we are not prepared for. <laughs> God heals our diseases. Whatever sickness you are here with today, be healed in the name of Jesus. I said be healed in the name of Jesus. Yeah. He heals our diseases. Bible says he redeems our life. From destruction or from the pit. But the next thing is that God redeems our lives from destruction. Every day we are supposed to die. But God pulls out. Oh yeah. Did you know that people die, there are more road accidents than plane crashes. You, there's a higher chance. In fact, there's an 899 chance. More likely, you are more likely to die 899 times in a car than to die on an aeroplane. Did you know that? But when you are flying, you pray, hey, Father, hey, hey God, if this thing doesn't go up, especially when you see some people sitting, you see the way they are sitting solid in oil, you are praying, would this thing go you see some of the luggage that people are checking in. Sure. One day I was flying after September 11th. October 11th, one month exactly after September 11th. I was flying from New York to Zurich. From yeah, New York to Zurich. After we check in everything. When you, the last place that you check in Next time you are on a flight, look out for it. Okay. You are the next person who's going to fly. Yeah. And of these days, SAA is going to give you a frequent flyer number. Yeah. After we finish from that place, the next thing that happens, you, you go on the wing to go into the aircraft. So when we crossed that place, I was just going. Then I saw about 12. Guys, I'm talking about after September 11th. 
one month, exactly one month after September 11th. Now, these 12 guys, you know them most. They were wearing the thing. Everything. They were, you, you know who I'm, Our brothers from another mother. Look, and they were wearing the whole thing. And they were singing, and they were happy. Singing some song that I don't understand. When I saw them, and at that point, you can't go back. Because they've already checked you out of the country. No, you have reached where we call point of no return. You, you, are, you can't return. Recently, I traveled with my children, then we were eating, and they asked me, so, daddy, can we go back home? I said, you can't go back home. Where you have reached, you have to go out of the country and come back into the There's no way. You can't just say, I'm tired, I miss mommy, so I'm going back. No. So, there I am with these guys, our brothers, and they were singing. As I was going onto the plane, I was uncomfortable. I said, hey, what if? What if Mohammed Atta is on this flight? What am I going to do? So when they came, onto, so I went on board before them. Then they also came. I was watching all of them. Whilst people were sleeping, I was watching them. Watching them. When they go to the bathroom, I'll be saying, to them, what at all are you going to do in the bathroom? It's just an eight-hour flight. Can't you hold it in? For eight hours. Hey! But listen, we got to Zurich. We were, I mean, if they had done something, I wouldn't be here today. It is God who delivers us from death. When you sleep and you wake up, it's God who comes to wake you up. Yeah, it's God. That's why Lamentations 2.20, the Bible says, His mercies are renewed every morning. It's God who sends His Spirit to wake you up. Bible says, and God breathed onto a man was dead. God breathed on, into a man and he became a living soul. That's how you live. That's why in the Bible, sleep and death is, is the same word. In fact, Jesus told his disciples, Lazarus is asleep. He meant that he was dead. And they were still asking questions. He said, look, let me tell you, Lazarus is dead. Because somebody said, oh, if he's asleep, then they can just set an alarm to wake him up. Jesus said, no, alarm cannot wake him up. I have to go there to wake him up. He's dead. So anytime you sleep, it's like you are dead. Yeah. Look, if you are here, let your husband take a picture of you when you are asleep or let your wife take a picture of you. You will see what you will look like when you are dead. Yeah. Recently, they sent me a picture of Cinderella. She said she was asleep. She was smiling. I said, Tofia, you are lying. This is not how people sleep. You think we are in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, where Snow White fell asleep and she was smiling in the No! That's how death is. It's not your alarm that wakes you. God comes to wake you. No, if you think I'm lying, tomorrow, you work, which of you works at the hospital? Tomorrow, take them on a tour to the mortuary. Let them take their alarm clocks. And let them let the alarm, the loudest, let them let it ring and see if anybody will wake up. But Bible says, God breathed into man and man became a living soul. It says, God crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. God is a nice guy. I said, God is a nice guy. When you relate with God, you relate with a nice guy. Who will be nice to you. He'll be smiling at you, talking to you. Yesterday, we were watching a movie. My wife was telling me there was a guy 
looking at a certain girl in a certain way. My wife was saying, when was the last time you look at me like this guy? Hmm. Hmm. I always look at her like, don't, don't you see me looking at her? Even when I come to church, I'm always look. You were not there to defend me. So last night I lost the battle. But that guy who was looking at the girl and the girl was, the girl cheated on the guy and the guy also cheated on the girl. Yeah, I wanted to tell my wife, but I wanted her to watch it herself. But before we could get there, she changed the channel. I said, okay, no, no need for any argument. God is the one who will look at you with love eyes. Smiling from ear to ear. There are some of you, when you walk home, even the look in the house that you go and meet. Hey! You ask yourself, what have I done whilst I was out? What have I done that I didn't know? Because you were not in the house, so you don't know what you are being accused of. But the Bible says, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. Brothers in the church, let's learn to be tender. I don't know. I don't see a lot of tender brothers in this church. No, I'm serious. We were somewhere last week. We asked, when was the last time a guy bought flowers? The wife told us. I was there. Ralph, you were there. The, the wife told us. He has never bought flowers before. Yeah, the best he has done is to send a picture of flowers. Yeah. He, he, and his expla- he was trying to defend himself. He told me that uh, the wife was not there, so he took a picture of the flowers and he sent it. I said, brother, don't, don't, just after church, go and buy flowers and solve the problem. I had to threaten a brother one day for him to buy flowers. I actually threatened him. Why are you beating his part? Yeah. I gave, I gave the brother a deadline. I said, if by this date you don't give flowers. Oh. Banoyolo. You must learn to sing at times. God is gentle. He's kind. He's merciful. He says, God satisfied, who satisfied thy mouth with good things. God is always giving good things. That's God. That's God. That's why it's so great to relate with God. Such that your youth is renewed like that of the eagle. It's because of God we are not growing old. Yeah. One day I was in a meeting when I tried to mention my, I told the people, my next big birthday, the birthday that there must be confetti and people must clap, will be 50. They were all surprised. 50. The way the church is quiet, I can see your surprise as well. Yeah, five zero. That's my next big birthday. Yeah, when they said, is that a week? Yeah. Recently, I sat with an Indian man. He asked me, have you dyed your hair? I said, no, this is the hair God gave me. I've not dyed it before. He asked me, have you dyed it? No, I've not dyed it. That's why you can see a small gray here. It's only one. If I've dyed it, that one would also be black. Yeah, he, he, he was surprised. that You have not dyed your hair. I said, no, I've not. He asked me, how old are you? I mentioned my age. He said, 
Have you dyed your hair? I said, no, I've not dyed it. I wanted to ask him, when will you stop putting gel in your hair? What I didn't, I didn't want to offend him. Yeah. It's God who keeps us young and fresh. As we serve God, God will keep you fresh. I said, at 70, we'll still be playing golf and walking on the golf course. Sicknesses that affect people who are 40 years and over, it will not affect you. Amen. Bible says he renews your youth like that of the eagle. Eagle, no matter how old it is, it flies with strength. May you be filled with strength. Amen. Strength. It says the Lord. The Lord does what? Executed righteousness and judgment for them that are oppressed. All the people who are oppressed, God executes judgment and righteousness for them. Yeah. Sometimes we come in situations where you can't speak because the the forces you are dealing with are perhaps greater than you. But God will deal on your behalf. God will go there on your behalf and deal. So these are the many, many, if you go on, the Bible says the Lord is, he made his ways known unto Moses by his acts to the children of Israel. God is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger. Plenteous in mercy. That's the God we are dealing with. He's gracious. He's merciful. When even you, you, you try to make him angry, it takes a long time for God to get angry. Sometimes your boss, the slightest thing is angry. Yeah, especially if he's short. Anyway, the slightest thing is angry. No, no, no. When, when a person is short, everything is proportional. So the fuse for anger too is also. But when he's tall, at least. Yeah. It's a little longer. But God is not short tempered. No. It takes time to get angry. Slow to anger. Plenteous in mercy. If I look at the mistakes I have made, if I was working for a man, oh, by now I would be sacked. I'll be sacked. But God, plenty of sinners. Even when you make a mistake, so give, give her another chance. It's not her fault. Oh, you said she slept with four people. It's not, it's not her fault. I mean, <coughs> he will change one day. She will change. Don't worry. That's why I try not to give up on anybody. Recently, we were going to the airport, I think, Ralph, myself, and Reverend Apple. And I was explaining to Reverend Apple why you don't give up on anybody. I said, look, even if you have a mental problem, and you are crazy six days a week, and you have only one day that you have a lucid moment where your mind works properly, I will work with you on that day. Yeah. The other six days, we put you on Lagato and we put you aside. But that one day, just let us know the day that you are, you are fine. We'll work with you. Yeah. I was just making an example. We we're talking about sometimes people, some people's minds don't work properly. Not as in they have a mental problem, but as in they like to misbehave. Sometimes they are rude. I know a lot of very rude people. No, I know people who talk anyhow. It's almost like they didn't brush their teeth and they started talking. Just talk anyhow. I still work with them. Sometimes even when you do your misbehavior, I try not to get angry now. I go and get angry later on. 
because later on you are not there. Then I'm angry then. By the time I see you again, I'm happy. Oh, how are you? I love you. I love you like fried rice. Let's go forward. End of story. I said to him, there's a meat in Ghana called Momoni. Tell your neighbor Momoni. No, tell your neighbor, please. Good. Momoni. M-O-M-O-N-I. Momoni. Now, this Momoni is, is fish that is rotten and salted. It's cured. Okay, anything. They say it's Fermented. Look, when something ferments, okay, it's fermented. You know, don't argue with me. When you get the mic, you can say yours. But I am preaching now. I said the meat is and salted. Two things: rotten and salted, as they say in English, fermented. So it's actually sport, sport fish. Fish that is sport. Ebola prone fish. Look, the way it is expensive. You go, they sell only a small piece like this for you. Expensive. And when you are cooking, you just take a small bit. You put it in the food. It changes the whole food. The flavor it gives the food. My God. My God. My God. My God. It makes the food go. So I said to Reverend Apo, I said, even if the person, once we have a use for more money, I have a use for everybody. Everybody. No matter your level of fermentation, I have a use for you. And that's, that's how God is. He has a use for all of us. Things that we will throw the human being away, God will put some salt on us and use us. Put a little salt on him and I'll use him. Yeah. I'll turn him into flavored, flavored church member. Yeah. In conclusion, Psalm 116. I read verse 12. So David is speaking and he asks a question. He said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? He says, what will I give to God? Since I know all these benefits I'm deriving from God, what will I give to God? What will I give to God? Seeing that we all have these benefits from God, the question we should ask ourselves is, what will we give back to God? Even unbelievers know how to give things back. The high school I went to, next year, my year group that finished, we are building a hospital in the school. Yeah, that's what we are giving back. They brought me a long bill. Yeah, but... A lot of the things we do, we learn from there. Yeah, I can't tell you the story because I don't have to. I told it last week, but I can't tell you today. When I went to school, when we were going to the school, I came from a, a village school. I don't know how you call village school here, but a village school. A school that when the chairs are broken, nobody knows. 
Bantu schools. Is that what you call them? Okay. If she says Bantu schools, I didn't say it. And I jumped from that school to a good high school. When I got there, the day we were going to school, they put me in a taxi. And I arrived at the school. Yeah. Nobody took me to school. Oh, yeah, no Mercedes. You are sad for me, eh? Yeah, they, I was in a taxi. And the taxi stopped in front of the school. Very nice school. A school, big front, Marisberg boys. Yeah, with the high school. The high school is just, we have, the sea is part of the school. You cross the, you are in the school, you cross the street and you are on the beach. When I got there in my taxi, then we got off. And the whole family members, they all came with me. It's like first person to go to a proper school. And we got off with my trunk and chop box, box, not even a suitcase, trunk and chop box. And they carried it. They followed me and I was coming into the school. Meanwhile, other people were coming to the school. Their parents were coming to drop them in brand new cars. There was one particular guy. His father came to drop him in a Mercedes. Now, the reason why he stayed with us, because at that time, that particular type of Mercedes had just come. It was called the Barracuda. So the name of the car was Barracuda. It is his name up to today. Even I saw him this morning on Facebook. Barracuda. I don't even remember what his real name is anymore. We've called him Barracuda for years. Since 1989. Up to today. Barracuda. Me. Chekeleza. Taxi. Skoro, skoro. With presidents, children, deputy ministers, children, all of them. They all knew how to use fork and knife before they came. I did it. I came to learn it there. Media, where you put the food? Come on now. Straight. I've learned it so well that I, I don't even know how to eat with a spoon. Yeah. It's a struggle. When you bring me a spoon, it's a struggle. But I learned it from there. So what we do, we decided that if they've done all these things for us, then let's give something back to the school. Now look at the school. We are giving them, we are giving back to them this. What then shall we give to God? So David asked an important question. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? It's the question you should ask yourself today. What shall I give back to God? And he said, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. He said, this is what I will do. I will lift up the cup of salvation. I will lift up the cup and call upon the name of the Lord. I'll keep my vow unto the Lord in the presence of the people. Precious in the sight of God is the death of his saints. He said this thing is important to God. It's very important to God. So I'll give it to him. Many a time we want to do something for somebody, but you don't know what the person likes. So you don't know what to give. Sometimes you want to give your husband something. What you think he likes is not what he likes. Sometimes you want to give your wife something. What you think that he, she likes may not be what she likes. A few years ago, as I close, I started having Christmas dinners. And we are going to have a Christmas dinner this year. 
mean, my wife will give you the details soon. Now, when we started, we used to have it in my house. So we invite people. And when we invite people, we give them a list. We, we let, okay, let's say we invited all of you here. So you bring a gift for this one. You bring a gift for this one. You bring a gift for like that. And you bring a gift for this one. So that at the end, everybody who comes gets a gift. So there was this brother. I don't know what happened. He chose me. So when he came, he brought me a cup from Kum Books, written on it, Hope. Orange cup. I said, wow. I put it down. The next year, I don't know what happened. The same guy chose me again. And lo and behold, I said, watch this. Tell your neighbor, watch this. The next year, he came. And he brought me another cup, written on it, Hope. Same color, orange. So I said, okay, balance. One here, one here. So I put one here, I put one here. Look, to my utter surprise, third year, hope. (laughs) I have about seven of those hope. I just dash them. Whenever I'm moving, I start to dash the useless gifts out. If you're a pastor or a teacher, two gifts you always receive. Wall hangings. Can you give me five minutes extra? I beg you, in Jesus' name. Wall hangings. Pastor. Teacher. These two groups of... I don't know whether doctors get... I've not been a doctor before, so I don't know. But pastor and teacher. You always get a wall hanging. They'll bring you a wall hanging. Every... Can you imagine the whole church bringing me a Christmas present? Wall picture frames. And the one that even amazes me is a picture frame of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is always barefooted. Couldn't you even put a shoe on him whilst he's there dying on the cross? Put a shoe, just a shoe. No matter what type of Jesus it is, he's not wearing shoes. Have them play it. Every day you are bringing war hanging. Where am I going to hang them? You might as well turn the church into a gallery. So sometimes when we are giving things to people, we, 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 we keep them. Sometimes we even recycle gifts. No, when people give me a recycle gift, I know. I look at the guy, you can't feel it. <laughs> sometimes I even ask, you know, one day somebody bought me three of something or four of something. And I asked my wife, why didn't he put it all together and buy one thing? It would have been more useful. You have three of it. All of them useless. Three or four, or four or five, one of them. All of them useless. You can't use it for anything. Yeah. Oh, so the, I bought four of the flower verses. I'm not in, if I'm not into flowers, what happens? But David explains why Taking the cup of salvation is the best thing to render to the Lord. He said, precious, precious, verse 14, that's 15. He says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. One of the things that God becomes excited with is when somebody who is born again dies. Or when somebody dies and the person is saved. God is happy. Why is he happy? 
Because to be absent in the flesh is to be present with them. As soon as you die, you appear in the presence of God. God is happy. God is not happy when somebody dies and goes to hell. No. So for all of us here, you have got a permanent job. I mean, she got a job like a joke. You should listen to the, she was recording when the, the, the lady was talking. She was eating, chewing. Um, I, I want to give you, I've given you a permanent job. I've given you a job. And then she continued eating. You don't know whether she's serious or because the food, you know, sometimes when people see food, they become excited. She just, that's how she got the job. It's like the person is eating. I've, I've decided to marry you. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's how she got the job. Now think of all the many things that God has done for us. To win one soul. And to bring that soul to you and say, God, thank you. This is what I am rendering. For all your benefits towards me. You wouldn't be. Look, it's not a singing. Yes, you sang. Hello, is it me? You look. It's nice. We like it. You dance. I mean, today dance broke out in the church. You dance. We like it. But the thing that is really precious to God is a soul. It's a soul. It's a soul. That's what is precious to God. Church. If we really want to reward God for the things he gives to us, Einstein, he says so. The best gift to give to God, he says so. He says so. After you've given your life, he says so. He says, I will take, even the verse we read at the beginning, Psalm 68, verse 13, he says, the God, he that, he who is our God, is the God of salvation. He was still talking about the next verse, next verse. He says, he that is our God is the God of salvation. And to God, the Lord belongs the issues from there. He says, he's the God. That's that's the type of God he is. The God of salvation. I pray for us as a church that we will always regularly, anytime we a whole year has passed, we are getting to the end. I mean, I remember when 2017 began. I remember when it began. We finished Ion Sharpnet, Ion, then we had this um, issues after the Sharpnet Ion. By the time we realized, February came. Then I arrived here. One year has passed. Yeah, a year is about to end. When you write the history of the church, you say, 2017, Reverend Daniel came here. It has passed. It's left with only a few days, less than 60 days. And it's over. When you think of everything that go, you wrote exams this year, even you didn't go crazy. Many people started this year, they've gone crazy. Yeah, they've gone crazy. It's like they've gone off, off, off as in off. Many people started the year, they've died. Yeah, they've died. They've not made it to the end, but you've made it to the end. What do you give back to God? And I've come to encourage you as your pastor that give back. A soul. Give back a soul. I pray that God by his spirit will strengthen us to give him what is precious to him. What is the use of a gift which you can't do anything with? What is the use of a present which is, is not important to you? It's so beautiful when you give somebody a gift and you know and, and you can see that is the right gift. And 
the pe- even the look on their faces, the person just comes alive. May your gift of a soul make room for you. Stand to your feet, let's share with God. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands and pray for yourself right now. And say, Lord, help me to render unto you a gift. A gift that is precious. That is precious to you. A gift that is precious to you. A gift that is precious to you. Maybe you are not able to bring your soul this week. Next week you have an opportunity. Next week you have to bring a soul. Say, Lord, I have brought this soul to come and say thank you for all the benefits that I derive from you. That I derive from you. Lift your hands, just thank God. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Hallowed be your name. We bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. Father, thank you for reminding us that precious in your sight is the death of your saints. That as a church, we know what is good and what to bring to you. Help us to offer such a gift to you for all the benefits that we derive from you. To you be glory. To you be praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. You are here this morning, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Maybe somebody invited you, but you know deep down in your heart, you are not born again. And say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, with every eye closed, every head bowed, lift up your right hand, I want to pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to heaven when I die. Every eye closed, please. Every eye closed, please. Lift up your right hand. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Bible says, precious in the sight of God is the death of a saint. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you have been coming around, but you have not bothered to surrender your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. Let me pray with you quickly. You lifted up your hand. Just come to me. Let me pray with you quickly. quickly. Come, let me pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come, let me pray with you. Come, let me pray with you. Come on to Jesus. Let me pray with you. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus to you today just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today I am born again. I will love you. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you Jesus for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together for them. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 
0382166. God richly bless you.